0: Welcome in to the Subconscious Mind Mastery Podcast. Thomas Miller with you, and we're going to do potpourri today. Like arts and crafts day, we're going to do potpourri. Put several things together and come out with some beautiful aroma at the end of all of this. Glad you're stopping by. Thanks for being with us. I had a listener question in our Facebook Group, so, if you are not in subconscious mind mastery podcast listeners, come join us it's an it's a group you have to answer the questions and sometimes people don't and there are some reasons behind those questions so if you would just answer those four simple questions real quick and then we'll get you in the group and we have a great conversation going on in there and i 've been Getting a lot more live videos lately, so you can enjoy that too. And this, of course, is being recorded in 2021, but I've got this amazing setup where I can do these live videos, so I'm going to be cranking out video content like crazy. Okay, first order of business. Let's talk about a question that somebody had in our Facebook group. Mario asks this about manifesting. He was saying, I have a question for those of you who understand the law of attraction and manifesting. So visualizing is the act of feeling and seeing your desire in the imagination in order to tune into the vibration of that desire and then attract it into reality, right? Yes, right. Well said in fact. You could just uh you could write a book on it right there you just did. That's exactly perfect. Now, he asks, then the next step is letting go of the desire And then knowing with certainty that the universe is going to manifest it into your reality. All right, let's stop there because I think we need to do a little adjustment. So the thing is, when we start thinking about rules and steps and laws and processes and procedures with law of attraction or manifesting or any of this spiritual work that we do, any part of it including the lines on an astrology chart. We are bringing the infinite into a human box. Now, we do it with good reason. That's not judgmental. It's just what we humans do. We humans like structure. We like organization. We like to know where the boundaries are. Well, in the infinite world, there are no boundaries. So, law of attraction can happen in an infinite number of ways, bottom line. Now, let's contrast what Mario is asking. So you basically visualize what you want, right? Yes, imagine it, think about it, immerse into it, absorb it, see it as though it is real, and even act as though it is real. But where I would adjust this next step, and this might catch what, Mario, I'm so glad you posted this, my friend. Thank you. Because this was where I think people get hung up. You know, they watch the movie The Secret or they read these Law of Attraction books. They listen to Abraham on YouTube and they think, well, what am I missing? Because it's not happening for me. And and the key to that, I think a big key to that is in this question. The next step is letting go of the desire and knowing with certainty that the universe is going to manifest it into your reality. That's attachment. That's attachment to the desire. Oh, I'll let it go, but the universe is going to manifest it, right? See, the thing that we do is we absorb into it, and that's really all you need to do. Because if you absorb into it, it's a done deal. Have you ever been in love, and then you go back and you say, am I in love? it's Monday morning, I'm waking up, am I in love? It's Wednesday morning, am I still in love? Thursday, oh my gosh, love is going to happen to me sometime. Saturday, oh my goodness, it's the weekend. I don't know if I'm in love or not anymore. If you're in love, it consumes you. You don't have to ask. And you don't have to worry about its fulfillment. It's a done deal. So you see, First of all, I would get rid of the step, the next step. Well, if the next step is to stay in that state (laughs) that you created of seeing and imagining and visualizing. And I know what the next question is because he goes on, but we'll just stop here for a second. Because if you stay in that absorption, acting as though it's already done. And Bob Proctor in The Secret Science of Getting Rich says that staying in that consistent state when there is still not fulfillment is the hardest thing to do. Because then all the ego questions start coming up and we start wondering, questioning, doubting. Oh, this stuff doesn't work. We throw it out. We turn to something else. We give up. And then, of course, we've lost the whole visualization in the first place. So we're back to square zero and literally in the secret science of getting rich, Jack Canfield mentions a story that NASA engineers, when they were training astronauts for gravity um, to escape gravity. Of course, this was a long time ago, but they put them in what would have been 30 years ago, technology of Google glasses, reality distortion glasses that literally made everything flip upside down. So they were supposed to navigate in this upside-down world. And they learned that it took them 25 days of consistent, every day wearing the glasses in order to shift over. And then they shifted over. So after the 25 days, they had it. Now their body was responding as though they were flipped around upside-down. Well, what they found is if they took the glasses off because they were exhausted, you had to start the 25 days over. It didn't automatically continue. It was back to zero. And I think there's a lot of parallel to this with that because for anybody to stay in a consistent state as though it were absolutely done for 25 consecutive days, It's very, very difficult. Now, here's the rest of this question. So he says, if that's the case of letting go, what has me confused is, wouldn't visualizing or daydreaming about the desire more than once mean that you're not letting it go? So see, what Mario has seen in the process is to visualize and then throw it away, right? Let it go. Well, what you do is what you the part that you're letting go is that part of the incomplete experience. That's ego driven. So, you're in love. You have a partner. You go through the day. You're together in the morning and then you go your own ways. Do you forget about your partner sometimes during the day? Sure, you're focused on work, you're doing your errands, you're working with the kids, whatever. A person's not top of mind. You've, in essence, let them go, to use this same terminology. You've released them to their own day, and you've released yourself into your own day. But do you ever doubt the relationship? Do you have to pulse check at 2 o'clock in the afternoon and wonder if you're still, let's say you're married, do you have to wonder if you're still married? Let's say your partner is a flight attendant. They've been on a plane all day and you've not had any text or phone communication. At 4 o'clock, are you still in that relationship? Sure, you get the point. So what you want to do is you want to neutralize your desire and your resistance to both obtaining what you want and resisting the state that you're in, which you want to, of course, reverse. So let's jump off of the relationship example and let's use a money example. So let's say that at the end of the month, you don't have enough money or like so many have faced in this past year and a half that somebody's job has been eliminated, which we have another question in our Facebook group to that extent. You need to come up with something else. You need to manifest some money. Now, that right there makes it difficult because, A, you need it. I just said the dilemma with that statement, that setup. When you need something, you're not in the right space because you've got a tight grip around it. You have to loosen up the grip. You have to loosen up the experience. You have to let them go so that they can flow. There you go. There's a rhyme. Let it go so it can flow. You know that Fred Dodson has been a mentor of mine, a coach, an example, and I've been able to work with him in business dealings around our audiobooks. Fred constantly stays in a state of non-attachment. He doesn't get rattled about something. I mean, we've even seen people violate the copyrights of the audiobooks on various places, and he just deals with it. He doesn't get upset. He just deals with it from a standpoint of, well, that doesn't work and I'm going to take care of it, and he fixes it. He's the most unattached person to outcomes that I've ever seen, and he's the most productive person I've ever seen. It's because he stays in a state of flow, but he's not worried about the procedure or the process. He stays in the state of being who or what he wants to manifest and have unfold. And that's really the key here, Mario, is that you have to be first. See, we have this paradigm where we have been trained that we do things in order to have things so that we can then be what it is we want to be. For example, you go to school, you get a good education, you learn the skill of being a surgeon, you learn medicine, so that you can have a successful career, so that you can make lots of money operating on people, so that you can have a big house, a ranch, and nice cars. That's the do, have, be. And it works. People do it. It's a viable model. What Fred advocates, and when you step into the reality creation model, when you step into the law of attraction model, you be first. Then you take actions you do out of that being so that you have the end result that you're looking for, which is a full loop, because that takes you back to what you were being. It fulfills. We had another uh, post from Melissa in our Facebook group who said that she was reaching out for energy and guidance after 13 years. Her job was eliminated. She's hoping to apply to a new position with the same company, but nothing is guaranteed. She said she knows opportunities await her, but in the in-between, it is a scary place. Yes, indeed it is. Listen, I first started observing this back in 2019 when I got my eyes on Saturn and Pluto and this magnificent shift, I say magnificent in magnitude, this very large shift that is happening on the planet. And I started realizing for myself, just my own eyes and my own interpretation was that a lot of things were going to change and that we didn't know at the time that COVID was going to be the catalyst of that. But there are going to be a lot of shifts as we look at how we establish the new world of reality that we exist in called the new normal. And something came in with COVID, of course, that we've never heard before, and that was the category of essential versus non-essential workers. And millions, throngs of people around the world were shut out of their workplaces because all of a sudden they had this moniker of non-essential. Well, that's a shift, and that's a shift that I think is going to be part of our reality, part of the factors of risk, if you will, that we have to take into consideration as we think about what we are going to do in order to exchange that which we offer value in exchange for money. And even the flow of money could change that we haven't seen the end of yet. So we are definitely in this big area of transition, no doubt. One of the things that, I, that came to me, and this was intuitively, that I started working on was learning new skills. There's a listener to this podcast who got an astrology reading from me a couple of years ago, and he's in technology. And the reading was very clear that technology was his deal. He was like, oh, no, you don't understand. I am 30 years into this. I am done with technology. I was like, no, technology is your thing. The energy is there. The support of the universe is with you in technology. Don't run away from it. Well, what he started doing was studying cryptocurrency, and he really learned it from the perspective of somebody who was in technology. He has a YouTube channel coming out here at some point, and I'll be pointing you to that when it's launched and up and running. But this is a perfect example. He learned something new. He didn't know squat about crypto when we were having that conversation, at least from a functional standpoint. And now he's to the point of not only has he amassed a very impressive uh collection of cryptocurrency. He keeps it in a shoebox under his bed. I don't know why. That's the one part I don't understand. <laughs> See, the part about crypto I don't understand is where is it? <laughs> it's like where do you where do you put your hands on it? You know, I want to go count my crypto. Well, uh you got to get online. Well, one of the risks that he's got to deal with, as we've seen here lately in the world, is these these cyber attacks. Well, what if your crypto wallet gets cyber attacked? And I'll bet he's got an answer to that. And that's what his podcast is going to be about. But you see, new skills, new learning. And it has worked out brilliantly for him. I've learned new skills. I've got another buddy who moved to Florida recently. He's learning new skills. He has a career that he was very successful in and still is very much in demand and would be in demand in Florida for sure. It's the heating and air conditioning business, mostly in Florida, the air conditioning business. (laughs) Mother Nature handles the heating part and yet is studying and learning new things. Now, I think what you have to do with this one is really be following and guided by your intuition. There's an audio book called Intuition Training that I narrated for Fred. If you would like to buff up on intuition, I think that would be a really good one. If you would like to develop and practice and work on your intuitive skills, it will immerse you for the time that you're listening to the book. And you can be doing the exercises and practice really tuning into your intuition. I think that would be a great thing to do. And what I did, this is what I did personally. And I've advised others, like my friend who's got into the crypto, about reading the chart. So you look at your astrology chart, and if you know your chart, if you kind of know how to work your way around a chart, look at the second house and what is the ruler of the second house. For me, it's cancer. So that's intuition. So money, second house, comes to me through intuition, as in a prompt one day to email an author about narrating his audio books, and that was thirty books ago. That was intuitive. Money came through intuition. Then look at your tenth house. The ruler of the tenth house is the field, kind of the area that you're going to make your money from. Pisces for me, for thirty years, forty years, I produced video and broadcasting. Well, that's Piscean. I did a show on television called The Bass Masters. That's water. There's Pisces, the fish. I did a fishing show on television. Hello. We covered tournaments, traveled. Sagittarius is in my sixth house, so there's traveling. And now spirituality, that side of Pisces. It all fits. And then the sixth house is your J-O-B, what you do Monday through Friday, how you execute it. And for me, that has Mercury and Jupiter all over it. And so there's communication and travel, and that's what I kind of have been doing all these years. So you see how all of that fits together. If you've observed my life, you see how that fits. And that's some of the areas where you can look at flowing with the energies, But I just had this very intuitive guidance back in 2018 to start looking at astrology. And that has exploded. I also was thinking of something and talking to somebody the other day about this, that when I got to Aspen in 2015, I had this just could not shake it strong desire. I don't know if desire is the right word, maybe strong impulse to get into real estate. Well, I didn't because, as I pinged it, I was like, it just i don't know there were some things about it that that uh, i I had other interests, and I didn't know that my creative side and my production side and my communication side i mean that all could be fulfilled in that career, certainly, absolutely, but here's the thing: tuning into the energies around us in twenty fifteen when real estate was just ambling along. here was this really strong desire: get into real estate, get into real estate." get a real estate license, get a license, and look at what's happening now. I mean, it's just gone berserk. So if I had done that in 2016, 17, I could have gotten established with a brokerage firm place. And, uh, you know, if I wanted to be in that business, could have been in that business. I'd rather be doing podcasts and chart readings and digital products and talking to you on, on this and doing a radio show. So I'm where I want to be, but boy, look at what tuning into that energy could have produced. And again, that was hammered out on the hiking trails in Aspen. That's where that impulse or that intuition came from. Well, I'd like to wrap this up with another comment from a listener. This really has been your podcast, this has all been from you. And to wrap this up, here is a great story. This comes from Jeanness, a listener who's been with us for. Quite a while, who is having a birthday next month. So happy birthday to you, Janess. I presume that that means that you are a Gemini, or if it's later in the month, a Cancer. But anyway, happy birthday whenever it is. Here's what she had to say. This is really cool. And this is what really pulls all of this together. She said she had a cyst on her wrist from ice skating, falling while ice skating was very painful. So she went to the doctor and had it checked, and he said, don't have surgery to remove it because A, infection, risk of infection, and B, it could still hurt just as much. So the next day, she says she was listening to the podcast the whole day. (laughs) Wow. I was like, that's amazing. Thank you for that. And she heard this story about how Fred Dodson dissolved a toothache by just putting it healing energy and thought toward it that it was going to be well. So she said that evening she started affirming and claiming that she was perfectly fine. She started affirming and claiming that she had no pain. And she said to her surprise, the next day she noticed that the bump was way less and is almost gone. And she said now it was almost nothing when she wrote me this just a few days ago. She said the universe really surprises us in tons of ways. It sure does. And she was grateful about this and the knowledge that she learns from listening to the podcast. Janess, thank you so much for sharing that story. And I just send that to say that if you will send the cells of your body those happy thoughts. Do you remember that little song from Majana's daughter? Every little cell in my body is healthy. Every little cell in my body is well Something like that. It's a cute little jingle that she just came up with when one day she was feeling not so good. And she started feeling better. So, it's what we tell ourselves. And that goes back to the full circle on the manifesting. Because if we tell ourselves for one second, this doesn't work. Jack Canfield, we start the 25 days again. I hope that helps to hold the faith through these times. Yes, things are shifting But embrace the shift and start moving with the shift and moving with the new energy. Start looking forward, not backward. And we will all be led and guided to our own truth and our own reality through this. It's an individual thing. So you can't look or ask about what somebody else is doing. Right now, the universe is really focusing on you. It's your path. It's your work. It's your guidance. I really appreciate you listening through this. I hope it helps. And I wish you love, peace, and joy as you enjoy the journey. Thanks for listening. I'm Thomas Miller. We'll see you next time. The opinions on this podcast are those of the host based on personal experience only and are not intended as medical or psychological advice. If you are experiencing symptoms that require professional treatment, please contact a licensed medical practitioner.